Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to give you a heads up. Pro- probably unpopular opinion. I've said it before and I've been kind of thinking about doing a separate podcast. And so I'm going to go ahead and play the soundbite um, as these two women talk about what's going to happen with Carly Russell next. And... Um, you know, I've talked about it in in the sense of like, I was one of these content creators that was out here like, y'all, you know, let's find her, you know, I, let's hope for the best and this type of thing. And there's a toddler and everything involved and going through like, you know, this is, this is like little cuz just having the dumbest getaway story. And, and you could even hear my raw reaction when I was just like, wow. This is the story she told her boyfriend and he believed her and her parents with the Jesus girl. Um, I also think that, yeah, there's a degree of um, responsibility. Yeah. And and this is just to tell you, too, because, yeah, apparently. So not only did she get fired from her job. OK, um, understandably so. Um, I feel bad for the co-workers because they were out passing out flyers in between um, you know, the busy weekend that they had to deal with, with that. And like I said, I remember I was watching it and it seemed like there was rain and knowing me, like it's already bad if I have to go out when it's hot. Okay. It's already bad when you just have to be out in the ambient. And then on top of that too, it was raining. So it's just hot, muggy and all this type of stuff. But you show up because you really are hoping for the best and really had boots on the ground. But y'all, why did this have a party? Okay, she had a party. Um, and all these people to her house. I don't understand it either. Um, but she is a PK pastor's kid, and I'm gonna just say this: I know pastor's kids, and yeah, they that when I tell you the mo matches, the mo matches. Um. And so, for one, it's like you were already out on national news, and and you got fired, and you got put on blast for what's going on with your relationship with your boyfriend, and and then, so to me, it's like this would be the time to just like take your Cheetos and go underground, just like, thank God that you know you haven't been arrested yet, and just sit this one out. You know, I think she was celebrating, I think is it her 20, I think it was like her 26th birthday. It wasn't like even like to say like it was her 25th or 30th birthday. It's like one of those in between. So it wasn't even like it's a milestone birthday, but it's just like the audacity. And so all these people showed up. But again, if, you, if you're um, kind of grew up in the church and you're a PK, then the whole congregation is coming out to your thing, including family and friends. So that's what that was. Um... When you talk about the shame, and it's a problem with the parents too, because it's like, I don't know, you have to have some level of, I don't know if it's pride or shame or a combination of both, but um, yeah, this is not the time to be throwing a party. And then for the boyfriend, it's the audacity because they both, between Carly and the boyfriend, proclaimed to be Christian. Cynthia G brought up this excellent point. She actually covered uncovered so many different aspects of it that it it just blew my mind how thorough she was with it but in terms of like even with the christianity 
Um, and then to make it worse as a pastor. So like, where's the morals and values with you correcting your daughter? Where's the, um, you know, terms of having conversation with her, like with a guy that's cheating with you, the whole sex before marriage thing. And then he's saying, he's saying that he's a Christian, but he's with the stripper cheating on his, um, Christian girlfriend with the, with the stripper. And so it was like, you know, um, he, he comes out and he's talking about, oh, he's disgusted that she did all of these lies, da, da, da. Sir, if you don't have several streets, several seats, why don't you go to the next prayer, prayer meeting and ask for forgiveness as to why you're cheating on your pastor's, you know, PK girlfriend, um, with a stripper. Like, I think you might have several other things that you might want to address before you start to sit out here talking about, you're disgusted with her. Y'all are one and the same. Like, they all deserve each other. So, but with that being said, I do want to say play the sound clip. And I said this before in the previous podcast, but I'm glad I get to address it um, separate too. Because, y'all, I'm going to liken this to Carolyn Bryant, right? And the mere fact that some of y'all might not even be aware of who Carolyn Bryant speaks volumes. Um, this is the woman that falsely accused... Um, Emmett Till of making a you know moves on her, and not only did she make it false, it was like this boy, this boy lost his life over it. And I talked about how does do there need to be repercussions? Yes, but I think that when especially when you hear these two women and they start like you know bitching and moaning about like oh she needs to be arrested. Listen. Carolyn Bryant was out here getting married. She had kids. She celebrated birthdays. Heck, she just died earlier this year, if not late last year. She and she got to go to her, you know, no one. You didn't you didn't have a bunch of white women like, oh my gosh, we need to make an example of her. Like this really tarnishes the image of white women. Like they're just gonna be unbelievable. Like we just can never trust white women again. It's gonna create a huge problem for just white women in general. Like when these little blonde haired blue-eyed girls go missing, we're just Carolyn Bryant has really fucked it up for all of us white girls. Like dominant society our men are just never going to believe us again like this is just a catastrophe and so i think that she she has to you know i i I don't appreciate it so she's it's something coming down the pipeline but let's not sit here and pretend like y'all didn't let carolyn um bryant be out here um for year after year after the fucking year you know uh in what resulted in the death of a child right and y'all said mom nothing not a word no arrest no investigation no um talk about what this cost or anything so that's where i stand with these type of things like i i don't like when if it's good for the goose it's the go it's good for the gander i would say charge carolyn bryant posthumous what is it posthumously charge your ass you know what i'm saying like if Carly Russell can get it for doing a false alarm on a, on a toddler, then Carolyn Bryant can get all the smoke, too. May she rest in hell. The woman whose story gained national attention when it was believed she was missing in Alabama now admits she lied. The 25-year-old woman's disappearance on July 13th, sparking a costly search. The police chief there read a statement from Russell's attorney 
who has now admitted her story about being abducted and escaping captors was all a hoax. My client apologizes for her actions to this community. The volunteers who were searching for her, to the Hoover Police Department and other agencies as well, as to her friends and family. We ask for your prayers for Carly as she addresses her issues and attempts to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake in this matter. A big mistake. Uh, and even as you're listening to that, I want you to think like if they were to say this about Carolyn Bryant, you know, and you know it will never happen, right? Russell admitted to never leaving the area and that she acted alone. Her attorney will meet with police today. Authorities are considering potential criminal charges. News Nation Law and Justice contributor and retired FBI agent Jennifer Coffin-Daffer is with us. Good morning to you, Jennifer. I know. So now it's it's the it's the white audacity on this one because I was listening to it and you have the anchor woman, but then this other woman comes on here and so she's just going in. But again, I would like to hear her have this amount of vitriol and anger and being so adamant and caucasity. When it comes to addressing like Carolyn Bryant, like I said, so. Uh, she lied, clearly, but now what? Well, now what is she's going to face charges. I feel very confident of that. There were some clues actually given in the press conference, including them speaking about adding up the amount of money that was spent searching for her by local, state, and federal authorities. You can expect charges this week. I'm and I mean, it's, they're talking local, state, federal. The caucasity. What kind of charges, especially in light of the fact that she's now made a confession, an admission that this was a hoax? I think it will be false statement charges. I think at maximum she will face a very short period uh, in jail or in prison. Uh, if it's over 12 months, it would be prison. If not, she could stay in a local jail. Uh, I don't think it will be, you know, that uh, horrific in terms of the amount of time she would be facing. But certainly she has to face charges because they need to deter this sort of action in the future. They should have deterred it back when Carolyn Bryant did this whole thing. And it's not, I know there's circumstances that we talk around Emmett Till, but it's not remiss on me that, you know, this is where that white privilege comes in. And I, this, this is, these are, I don't know. I'm the type of girl, I'm not going to ever let you forget. Scorpio side of me, sun side of me, I will make sure to remind you of your history. Okay. So before you start to sit on your high horse and try to make it seem like you're holier than thou. Like, let's just dial it back a little bit to when one of your own, you know, white women that had the complexion for protection did the same exact thing. People lost her a lot. You know, he lost his life. It was never addressed. And she never had to get a lawyer to defend herself. We all knew it was a freaking lie, you know, and she never had any charges against her locally. We never... We never talked about what it would have cost us locally, federally, nationally, none of that. Okay, so. Amount of time she would be facing, but certainly she has to face charges because they need to deter this sort of action in the future. And then secondarily, she's done something against the law that cost uh, taxpayers a lot of money. I believe the term for this is righteous indignation, right? 
And it's kind of like it's so easy for you to throw like stones in a glass house, but it, it's like you can't look on the inward and see what happens um, when your own people do that. And it and it sucks. It sucks. These are the conversations like <laughs> my dad more so, and my mom would tell me too, but. It's like, listen, you have to be, as a, as a black girl, and they would tell my brothers too, but for whatever that was worth, eh, you know, you have to be 10 times better out here. There is no room or margin for error, you know, so I, she, listen, when you talk about the consequences of sin is death, and these people are really going to make sure she's dot, like done and done her. You know? Lisa sent to meet with her attorney today. Uh, do you believe they'll ever make public where she was while she was in hiding for those uh, hours that she was missing or believed to be missing? It's possible. I think law enforcement could track it and figure it out. Honestly. And this is another thing, too. I don't remember because I usually try to give um, credit to whoever says it. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll um I'll mention it. But don't you find it awfully auspicious or weird that they had all these allegedly canine dogs out there? And so if no one else is involved and there's no video or footage of somebody coming to pick her up, how far could she have possibly gotten in those three minutes? Yeah, it was the course of six um, football fields. But for all those dogs out there, you mean to tell me those dogs ain't shit then because... Not one of those dogs tracked their scent, like tracked her scent into like, this is what should have happened. They should have smelt the Cheetos and smelt like her, her, you know, the smell of the car, the scent, the pick up the scent from her car with the combination of Cheetos and followed it right there to in the shrubs where she was just eating the Cheetos, watching them for the night until they left and then continue about her way, her business, like you kind of have to low-key wonder why the, the canines didn't sniff her out. Now, that being said, I don't know if they had the canines out the same night, um, but it, it was raining. So if they were, you know, waited till the next day, then I don't know. That's kind of dumb, too, because then that just goes to show, like, why bring out the canines if you're going to lose a trail after it rained? But anyways, I just find that really weird because... To me, they should have tracked her right there into the bushes. And I'm pretty sure she was, in my opinion, I think that for the first couple of hours, I feel like she, she saw them pull up on the scene. I feel like she was right there eating her Cheetos, watching the whole thing. And then once it cleared out, she just like continued on her way home or walked on the inner side of the of whatever the bushes are on the other side and just went to got her way back home. And they never picked up a scent or anything like that. So, I don't know. But anyways, let's get back to this. I just don't know how much more resources they're going to put into this. Uh, I think it was also a very big mistake that Carly didn't come out and read the statement herself. I understand she might not wanted to, you know, would not want to face media interviewing, but she certainly should have said it herself. I think that would have helped. It's so emotional because you see you see in her parents do local and national television interviews. And they were convinced that she was fighting for her life, they said. 
um, Crime Stoppers collected. Oh no! And I just recognized the um the newscaster. I actually like her stuff. I just she looks a little bit different. What is her name? Um, she she's married to another news anchor, and she has a, a little daughter. Oh my gosh, but she looks a little bit different here too. But that's just unfortunate. I don't agree with the news anchor in the pink, the bright pink. Unfortunately, with this one, um, but I definitely don't agree with the Caucasian woman either when it comes to this. And she's very indignant. <laughs> it's kind of like her her shit don't stink either. So some donations from the public in the quest for searching for her. There were two large donations given back. Uh, but the smaller donations, police are saying, won't be returned until the investigation is complete. But she confessed. So is this typical? No, I think those need to be returned quickly. However, the problem is, I think, with just administrative policy with Crime Stoppers, until an investigation is concluded, they're not going to return them. But I think those funds will be returned. I think it was wonderful, uh, the outpouring of uh, concern, of money, of time by local citizenry. And it's just such a slap in the face that this ended up being a colossal hoax. Yes. Right? I mean, talk about slap in the face face like especially when you compare like i said to the whole carol and brian thing where somebody loses their life right a child and the riots that came as a result of it and what how it affected her history and what the mom had to go through grieving and you know and no one ever knocked on this woman's door to address that or press charges or address the hoax so yeah the audacity you know i think when you compare the two you kind of, you know, people always talk about like the system and like you don't even have to go all the way back to slavery. You can just go back to to when that happened. So there's a uh, crying wolf by a woman who, again, jeopardizes the case of other. Coincidentally, coincidentally, the whole crying wolf thing there. Um, I there's somebody who did an in-depth like commentary on what happened with that and. He had actually done what in back then what was considered like a wolf call. And he actually showed um like the news magazine print and how they used to like, you know how you kind of like holler at a girl type of a thing and the sound and everything. It was and he made the connection to like you know how back in the days they had those cartoons and stuff like that. And um, how it was associated with what they said that Emmett Till did. So talk about like just the irony of like Somebody crying wolf and Carolyn Bryant, you know, calling, pre pretending, you know, and being free of those things. And then this type of wolf situation. I'm just, this is my thing. Because you all always hear me talk about too, like, oh, dominant society, they have infrastructure in place and da, da, da. And, you know, at least they have a legal system. But at the same time, it's like they're only looking at it through a certain lens where it's like they can let their people off and then go harsher on the rest of us. Like, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. You know, charge um, Carlin, what's her name, posthumously and proceed with, with um, Carly. But don't have, you know, your foot so far up your ass that you're just so perfect that this is, you know, acceptable. who legitimately 
uh, are missing and their families are still looking for answers. I just want to ask you, since we had you, uh, the Idaho student murders, Brian Koberger's name back in the news again this week because he had until the end of Monday to submit an alibi. Do we know where that stands? Do you know if we'll get any details as far as that case goes? Well, we're not seeing that any alibi was Okay, submitted. so now they're talking about that real quick. Let me just pull up a little bit. Because, yeah, I just... Mm. So, this heifer, she died April 27, 2023. So, that was just earlier this year. Got married and everything. So she's actually um, Carolyn Brian Dunham. So nobody was at her wedding or counting how much this stuff cost. You know, got to live to a whole perfectly fine age. You know. Um, At the time, she looks like she's older, like at the time. So she looks like she probably in the picture like she was in her 30s. Um, and Emmett Till was 14 and she accused him of accosting her and her testimony led to the acquittal of her husband and half brother in a murder that helped galvanize the civil rights movement. Right. So she cried wolf and then her, her, her spouse and her half brother, you know, were implicated on like, um, so anyways, it goes on to say this heifer died in hospice care. Um, Tuesday night in Westlake, Louisiana, according to death report, filed Thursday in the Kaliskayo Parish Coroner's Office. Her death marks the last chance for anyone to be held accountable for kidnapping and brutal murder that shocked the world. The world! Right? We're talking about, for Carly, they want to talk about um, um, national, local, federal charges. But this affected the whole world, right? Nobody's talking about that. And this happened um what like in the I don't want to get the date wrong here. 1955. Okay. 1955 and she lived all the way up until April 25, 2023. Now one person has said anything to her. During the trial, the defense presented Carolyn Bryant as a witness. Her testimony, which included repeated use of the N-word, contains contradictions. In it, she said that she rang up Emmett's purchase at the store, and then he grabbed her and made um, advances. So this heifer lived to be 89 years old. <laughs> um... Let me see here. Um, and so here, you know, we're talking about the wolf call or the whistle call. So she whistled at him. Um, she, he whistled at her, but the thing is she was making it seem as if he was like assaulting her in a store and like, you know, making sexual advances and stuff. So 
look at this one. It says, what was the aftermath of Emmett Till, Till's death, right? It says, by 1955, African-Americans across the country, included the segregated South, had begun the struggle for justice. Emmett Till's murder was a spark in the upsurge of activism and resistance that became known as the Civil Rights Movement. How long did it take him to, since we're talking about the cost, right? We're talking about all the canines that had to come out, the FBI, the CIA, all these forensics, da da da, right? How long did it take them to find Emmett Till? After driving around in the night and perhaps beating Till in a tool house behind Millman's, Millam's residence, they drove him to the Tallahatchie River. Three days later, okay? At least Carly found her ass, well, so yeah, 36, it would have been what, 36, 72 hours. At least Carly took her ass back home after 48 hours. It took them 72 hours to find him. So I'm pretty sure like just in terms of cost and manpower, that third day should count for something. I'm just saying. Three days later, his corpse was recovered, but was so disfigured that Moe's right could only identify it by an initialed ring. Okay, so three days as opposed to Carly's 48 days. Okay. Um, we're talking about the cost, right? And how the FBI and the CIA have to come out. It says, who heard Emmett Till screaming? It says, one of the things Dale Killinger did when FBI opened its case. FBI, right? So they had the whole freaking entire FBI agency. But no one mentions this when it comes to Carolyn Bryant, right? Ah. Oh. Open its case was go, um, was go, ooh. There's a little bit of a grammatical error here. And I, I don't know. I'm always the one to see this type of stuff. One of the things Dale Killinger did when the FBI opened his case was to go looking for Willie Reed, the man who was an 18-year-old who had heard Till screaming in the barn. In the barn, Reed had ignored the warnings of his grandfather and agreed to testify. Um. So Carolyn, okay, so she wasn't 30. She was 21. So he's 21. She was 21 and he was 14. So so the wife of one of Till's confessed killers, she was a central figure in the 1955 murder that helped spur the civil rights movement. Um, Carolyn Bryant was 21 years old. I thought she was closer to 30, but my bad. I just couldn't really tell there. So it says um, she was 21 in 1955, a former... A former beauty queen with ivory skin, high cheekbones, and piercing dark eyes. Mm. Um, look at this. When you talk about the cost, right? And and the impact and the global scale of people that were affected by this. It says how many how much people went to Emmett Till's um funeral. It says Till's mother, Mamie Till Mobley insisted in an open casket at his funeral services, which was attended by more than 50,000 people and chronicled by Jet Magazine, right? So, yeah. I just, I I mean, eh. This is one of those times where, 
you know, just, just be careful when you throw stones in glass houses because y'all are really walking around here like your shit don't stink. And you know what? Let me just type something in real quick in the last three minutes. Um, let me see. Women who filed false claims. So I typed in women who failed false claims. And so it says women jailed for 10 years for making series of false rape. This is um August 24, 2017. I bet you nine one of y'all can mention her name. This is on The Guardian. Oof. Oh. You know what? <clears throat> if you made it this far, I am going to put in the title, you know, Carolyn Bryant versus... Um, Carly Russell, but the woman I'm going to have on the picture, none of y'all know her name. I don't remember and near anywhere close to the outcry on this, but this was just in 2017. Now, that being said, maybe not because Bruno, I'm right here and you're going to bedtime. <laughs> this was in, and this was in London. Okay, so she she's had to serve 25, 10 years. Bruno! This one is from 2018. The Truth About False Assault Accusation by Women. This is in Canada. Um, Let's see. Lander. 2021. Lander woman sentenced for making false... Um, acting United States Attorney Bob Murray announced today that Rachel Myla Stagner of Lander, Wyoming, 36, was sentenced. So this is in um, the United States. This was just in 2021. And again, I bet you all wouldn't even know what she looks like. And, of course, they're not putting her picture. But this is by the United States Attorney's Office, District of Wyoming, right? Rachel Myla Stagner of Wyoming, age 36. Sentenced in U.S. District Court of Federal District by Judge B. Allen B. Johnson. Sentenced her to 21 months of imprisonment. Indicted on September 16, 2020 and later pled guilty January 4, 2021 for making uh, false accusations that she was sexually assaulted by a white male on the Wind River Indian Reservation. Let me see if I can find her picture here. Let me. Is this a white woman or a black woman? It doesn't have her picture, so I'm gonna I'm inclined to. Is this like the equivalent of um, a black woman saying that it was a redhead, a man with orange hair? So they don't have her picture. Mm. Oh, is this her? Let me see. Rachel Stagner. Oh, it's a white woman. She's blonde hair, blue eyed. <clears throat> And so she said a white male assaulted her. Willfully reported being sexually assaulted by a white male suspect on the Wind River Indian Reservation. Because of the alleged crime happened on the Indian Reservation, the FBI has jurisdiction. She continued with her false allegations in her effort to extort money from the victim. Um, the U.S. Attorney's Office and FBI take any allegation of sexual assault seriously. And they were limited, da, 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 um, and false reports hinder and delay other investigations, not to mention how actions like this belittle the crime of sexual assault and those of true victims. 
It says, upon completion of her prison sentence, Stagner will serve 36 months of supervised release in order to pay $100. $100 special assessment. Okay? $100 special. And they had the whole FBI... Out here, it says the FBI thinks her partners of the U.S. Attorney's Office, Bureau of Indian Affairs, Wind River Police Department, Fremont County Sheriff's Office, Montana Department of Corrections, adult probation and parole for their work in this matter. So, I don't know. I just, you know, I think, and part of it has to do with, like I said, you know, all of us, if you're, if you've ever, if you're a black person, for the most part, your parents are going to have that conversation right there with you in terms of like, listen, <laughs> don't be making a fool of us out here in these streets. You got to be 10 times better. And so she did this and it went on a whole national scale. But like I said before, too, in my opinion, the the reason she she effed up is because she said it was a little white boy that was missing. If she had said that was a little black girl or a little uh, black boy. It would, you know, they would have checked things a little bit to see, you know, who, what, whatever, what have you, and maybe waited a couple 24 hours or stuff like that to, to really get things underway and stuff like that and see if anybody reported a child missing and stuff like that. But when she said it was a white boy or a white child, then now it's a whole national, like, listen, there's a saying that says, like, you ask, you get, um, you you get what you asked for, but not what you wanted. So when she searched like how to get press coverage with an Amber Alert, oh, that that dish went national. And um, I think she just underestimated just how many people were looking at it, right? This one says here, woman arrested for false rape claim. Uh, this is Renee Don Skogland, 30. From Seox, from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That was in May 15, 2023. I bet y'all don't know her name or you haven't heard anything about her. Um, let me see. 2023, Eleanor Williams sparked protests in her Cumbrian hometown of Barrow after posting pictures on social media of injuries she said were made yeah so these are just like I said these are just all white women that you never heard of and yeah they get some like a slap on the wrist but they're not all all over the news but like I said I, I think that yeah I think Carly got more than she bargained for and I think that you know I guess she might as well have celebrated her birthday because Whatever they're going to do with her, you know, let's see how it pans out. Obviously, she's going to have more of a punishment than Carolyn Bryant, but she's going to have less, uh, more of a punishment than the other woman I was talking about earlier, where pretty sure she's going to pay more than $100. Pretty more, pretty sure she's going to have just as much, if not more, of a prison sentence in terms of 36 um 36 months and stuff like that. So, you know, mm, I guess the moral of this whole thing is too like, 
throwing little glass like stones in glass houses too because i i talked about how the boyfriend is over here talking about like i'm disgusted that she did all of this and it's like sir you have bigger problems you're out here purporting to be a christian cheating and cheating with a stripper nonetheless like i think you need to like be more concerned about getting your heart in alignment with whatever you believe is you know Supposed to reflect your Christian morals and values and whatnot, sir. Um, yeah. So, and again, I think it's really weird. Like, it's, I think it's one of those things where you can tell the family is kind of like not all really there. But again, this is, I, I <laughs> know people that are like this type of PK stuff and, it's kind of hard to explain, but I think if some of you know, then it, like, once they said certain things, I'm like, yeah, this definitely matches, you know, like, that whole, you become kind of like your own celebrity, in a right, and a lot of people in the community kind of, you're used to getting away with stuff or not being really held accountable, which is really bizarre, um, I think, for that community and whatever, whatnot. But yeah, so anyways, y'all, I've said my piece. I'm not, I don't really, I don't think there's anything else for me to have to come out and say anything. I think if anything, if I come back on here to talk about it, um, when they do sentence her, I'm just going to tell you all to come back and listen to this podcast. And I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, they threw the book at her. But again, this is just a reminder for us black people, like... <laughs> And again, I uh, like I said in the last podcast, and I said here too, it really sucks because I think that all of us black women from all paths and all socioeconomic backgrounds are like, fuck, you know, um, type of a thing. But when it comes to the white community, like I, I could talk to white women and girls that I, you know, know and I talk to, they, they don't have a complex about what Carol Bryan did. It's, I don't, they don't even have, associate is just kind of like well she did what she did if i call 911 they're still going to come look for me they're still going to have press coverage and whatever what have you you know i don't they you don't they they don't have that type of like guilt of like oh now they're not going to look for blonde hair blue eyed girls or come look for me or dominant society's not going to believe me and so it's just like it just when you wonder sometimes that we have like certain psychosis and stuff like it's like, I don't know. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. Like, it would, it really would be nice to just be able to be like, I'm treated for me. And still get to rest in my femininity. But unfortunately, because of all of this, um, it just really set us all back. It just added to the implicit bias. And now all of us have to kind of... Um, it doesn't matter. I feel like I've heard from just about every socioeconomic background address this and the disappointment and we deal with it in our own way. I've talked about this in a previous podcast, the best way we know how. I think that more so than you do here with our male counterparts in the black community, like this one, even us sister code or not, we were holding each other accountable with this one. Um, disappointed. But at the end of the day, I do have pride in how, for the most part, we address it too. Because at least with the black males, like, their bro code 
is like they wouldn't they wouldn't be addressing none of this by the way real quick i've been wanting to do um a review on the timber view the timber view sentencing i wanted to go back and play the the um audio of his girlfriend and his mom and when you watch those two people testify um at the time the boy was um i think he was like 16 when he shot three of his classmates um and and now he's 21 16 no i think he was was he seven he was 17 he was 17 when he shot the three of the the classmates and stuff like that and then um now he's 21 so he just got sentenced but it's so messed up too like when you talk about all of the things that black women go through so his he had a girlfriend and he dumped her and started talking to other girls mind you this whole man this guy is on all the house arrest and i was like if that was my daughter i'd be like you better not go up there and cry for this boy um it was just really wild and she didn't even want to testify against him i already told y'all like don't put me in that situation i will sing like a bird I will be like, yep, he had the gun. And yes, he told me he shot. Mm-mm, don't do it. Don't put me in that situation. <laughs> but, um, and then when you got to hear the mom, um, you could, you could start to understand. And, and it was so messed up because it's the, the stereotypical stuff where you hear like, she was like, well, my son was like, not, not, you know, not my son type of thing. And, he was getting access to weed and he, and he, and I don't know. I think like at that age, you kind of think you can outsmart people. And so he just thought he was smarter than the judicial system, but they had all his text messages. They had him on video. They had fingerprints, all the, the whole gamut. And he thought he could just get over on them type of a thing. So, but yeah, so we'll see. Cause if I have some time, it's definitely going to have to be on the weekend because um, I, the, the girlfriend's testimony was about 45 minutes to an hour. And then the mom's testimony was another, like another 45 minutes to an hour, but very telling. Like you, when you get all of the moving parts of the, what's happening, you understand like what happens on a, on a larger scale. Right. And, you know, the mom bailed them out several times. Um, apparently they had money. She had, she, he was 17 years old. He had a charger. She gave him a relatively new charger. Like, ma'am, you know, you can tell that they, they um, have like a pretty good, you know, I guess income in terms of stuff type of thing. And they threw a party for him. They threw a party for him the second or third time he bailed out of prison or type of thing and had a party. And then they were talking about like, no, it wasn't a party. And he was in tears. I was like, mm, I don't know. The judgment thing. Anyways, I'm hungry. It is 10 o'clock on the dot. I'm just going to go drink some water. I have to go put Bruno to bed. Y'all hear, he, he, sometimes, like, tonight he doesn't want to go to bed. I already went out there, and he just didn't want to go to bed, but I don't, I don't blame him too much, so he's right here, um, but, yeah, so, (laughs) 
I bet you he doesn't want to go to bed tonight. So, um, but the thing is, he'll he'll keep the neighbors up and stuff like that. So, and and this doesn't really happen like very often. Um, so, it just is what it is. He's becoming more of a brat the older the longer I have him. <laughs> so, oh, all right, y'all. Maybe now that I'm saying that, it's a good thing I don't have kids, right? Because maybe I would let them run me over. Um, who is this? And it is hot, y'all. I have the AC at, like, um, really cold. Like, um, I don't know. I think it's at, like, 21. Muhammad um, Ramzan. And I'll turn the fan on and off, but yeah, it's supposed to be like I think is it a hundred and eight tomorrow? Um so yeah. Alright, y'all. And when I come back in the house, I'm gonna go to bed because I have to wake up early in the morning. Um Yeah try to get my all my sleep i have to be up at six in the morning so i get up at six do a couple things around the house and then um no later than 6 15 i'm opening up all my trading accounts and stuff like that and checking the stocks and stuff like that like what the trends are and stuff like that and from there I just have to stay awake. I'll probably have an early breakfast with like my matcha tea and dragon fruit with some chai latte, like protein um, milk stuff. And so then hopefully that will help me stay a little bit more alert until it's time for me to have dinner. So like lunch or dinner type of a thing. So eh. all right, y'all, I will talk to you. <laughs> I will talk to you all later. Bye.